wanted to fight me. So we were sent to the principal's office. And then he was like talking to the principal. I couldn't defend myself and all this. So after that, I was like, there's no way I'm going to like not know how to speak English. Yeah, so that's crazy. I would go on Duolingo, like on the bus home, like cafeteria, trying to learn. I would watch movies, YouTube videos in English with subtitles on so I could translate the words I don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, that really like took like three, three, like less than six months to learn. And like, he doesn't say the word pimp, but I'm like, bro, these are just pimping instructions. And he's doing it online, bro. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. And then the reports come out that he used, he used deception to bring certain women onto his webcam business. Yeah. yeah. When I heard sex trafficking, I thought like, like Epstein shit. That's, no, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Is, 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 is that not it? Because I've heard some stories that were sort of like. I've heard stories, but the most definite piece of evidence that like it's just condemning is that by law sex trafficking is just coercion into sexual work um by any tactic it doesn't have to be forced and most of the time he didn't use force he used manipulation and lying and shit like that and i was like you could see the messages and shit too i'm like you know what i mean but you can't see somebody assault somebody past tense right you know what i mean so that's what makes that shit so while we're speaking about uh uh pimping and everything how do you feel about you know, guys that are pimping out girls on, on OnlyFans. Because I, 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 I know this dude, he, like, makes a lot of money from OnlyFans. And what he does is he finds, like, really super hot, like, supermodels. Like, yeah. Bunch of girls, and he tells them, hey, I can, you know, make you millions on uh-huh. OnlyFans. And all you, have, all you have to do is let me manage you on there. And then, so, the guys that are, like, talking to these girls, they think they're talking to their girl, but they're talking to to a dude, (laughs) to some employee, someone they hired to respond to all the messages. It's kind of crazy, so. That's weird, though. Just the amount of, like, as a man, you get a mad sexual messages meant for women. How do you feel about your girl? Like, you know what I mean? Just sitting there at the computer, and then you have to respond and pretend (laughs) to be a woman. Like, I'm like, all right. Besides that, though, how I feel about that, that shit is weird. Um, and I, and I feel like I can't get into like specific critiques on it because I feel like it's situation by situation basis. Andrew Tate was specifically targeting women that he could like play. Right. Yeah. I imagine there might be instances where people are quote unquote pimping when it's really more of a partnership because like nowadays it might actually be, it's harder to put, put up on some, pull one up on somebody. You know what I mean? When they know there's already a game on it. But I right. don't doubt that there are also other people who just actually only fans pimping. Because there are also people who don't know about yeah. certain shit. He was getting these girls, he was lying to these girls about taxes. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, like, what do you... He would basically say, oh, that, um... The reason why we're, we're dividing the pie the way we're dividing the pie and the reason you're only getting this percentage is because I have to take care of taxes. You know what I mean? And you don't have to worry about that type of shit. And it's like, and then you skirt in the taxes. And then you skirt in the taxes. You the bread. And I'm like, yo, that's like, I right, that's just straight up fraud. Like, you know what I mean? Take this man to jail. He's taking people's money. He's right. doing them dirty. I'm like, nah, man, can't fuck with that. Think about yeah. him. He's a really great psychologist, bro. He understands how people think, and that's why he can. He was able to deceive so many people. Yeah, and he's still doing that. And he's still doing it. <laughs> Mind you, though, the. The only the only fans thing is crazy because like it can be mutually beneficial, and like that's also a reality that I think a lot of people in sex work they actually advocate for, where they're like yeah, but at the same time, 
they're like, but that also helps a lot of people. Yeah. At least it's the take that I've heard. Because like, if you're a solo girl on OnlyFans, first of all, you're gonna have to do a lot more shit that you might not be okay with to yeah. get the same result. Yeah. But second, like, you have no like, you might struggle to even pop off. So it's yeah. like you're hor- you're oh, quite frankly you're harming yeah. yourself out in the first place, and you're okay. You're not okay with it in the first place, and now you're not yeah. even getting compensated. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck. Like you get sold on a fake dream, hopping on the platform and shit. You realize that only the top three percent of girls that make really, money, ninety-seven yeah. percent are like barely making bread. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know what I mean. So like, I never know. saw it as a as pimping. I just I was, I, 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 I was explaining to someone, and they're like, oh, that's basically pimping. I'm like. I never I saw it that way. Yeah, I know. When you ex- how I'll put it, but what? when you clarify, when you clarify and expand the definition of pimping, like, because I think it's just a, the picture in my head when I think of pimping is a guy in a very colorful suit, like backhand slapping a woman, yeah. you know, a pin named Slipbacks from the Boondocks. You know? <laughs> Boondocks. That's, that's, what I'm thinking about. that's what I think about when I think of a pimp. But it's like nah, nah. Yeah. A, a pimp is far more, far more dangerous and ruthless. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but in this case, like, like you said it well, like it's a partnership, yeah. and and like you were saying, uh, the models they probably don't even know like how to actually do it properly. So when the guy partners up with these girls, it's more like someone experienced in the in the industry, and mm-hmm. you know they know the how to make you blow up, they know how to make you money, and that's why you're partnering with them. It's like you're just the product that that they're trying to sell, really. Yeah. yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, he is still a businessman. And that's what's fucked up about the whole shit. Because I've listened to some of the NGK content. Like, people just send me some shit. They'll be like, yo, what do you think about this? A few, a good few people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yo, what's crazy is like, that's not bad business advice. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> some of what he's doing is not bad some, business advice. Not all of it. But like, like, technically speaking. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he was successful in doing that shit, though. <laughs> yeah, that was his whole like, strategy. I'm like, yo, but he made mad bread. Yeah, that's like, because he said Things that, you know, were exaggerated and people were like, that's crazy and commenting and it's, it's the algorithm. Mm-hmm. He knows how to how to mess with it. Yeah. The thing about it too is that though, I think it's evidence of like something really like evident always, but it's sort of like, he it was fast money for him. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. fa- and he popped up out of nowhere, but it also went away just as quickly. Like it, it was not a sustainable tactic. You know what he... There were things he, he needed to modify. But you don't think that if he if he dropped a podcast today that it'll be like the number one trending on everything? It will probably You don't think that it would have like a hundred million views after he got fucking in jail for so long? Yeah. yeah. I probably. think it's just like like letting everything calm down right now. Yeah, He's gonna yeah. come back with a bang. Well then Trump should bang it. Trump was sleeping for four years, now he's back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how how is he back? He's running again. Right? He well, went on a podcast with, right? with, with the Nug Boys. It started on my YouTube. That was crazy. <laughs> that, that was crazy with the Nug Boys. The Nug Boys. Oh my God, I, I didn't watch, that. but I saw the clip. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch Apparently, he fucks with Ice Spice. I didn't even watch the clip. I just read the thumbnail, yo. I'm just like, this is not I thought it was the AI. And I'm like, no, this is a real video of him speaking. Now, he's speaking of like, you thought it was the AI. How do you feel about um, oh, AI God. Drake? Yeah, AI Kanye all day. Oh, so AI Drake probably better than, than you know, normal Drake or actual Drake. Because, I don't know, music sounds like fire. It, it hits, but you know what it, I think is missing? is like, and this is where I, I feel like AI is going to have to do something. He's gonna have to develop an imagination or something. 
But it's sort of like, and this is, I've been listening to some of the AI generated shit. And it's sort of like, it still doesn't have like the specificity of like life. Like when you listen to a Drake song, he's rapping about certain lived experiences. They're like, yeah. he does that half the time though. Because the other half of the time, the AI could do it. Right. Like, you know what well, I mean? Wait, so how do you listen to the lyrics though? Yeah, they were banging, bro. They right? were okay, so, They were lit. So my thing is, they were lit. it was uh, like it wasn't most of the time. It were like I think about this. It wasn't an AI that wrote it. Yeah. Um. So the first dude that did the did the Drake AI, his name's Ghostwriter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so he's been name. writing for a lot of big artists. Okay. So basically, he's the one that wrote all these lyrics, and the voice is just AI. Ah, so the voice the that sounds like okay. Drake, so he know? input the lyrics, but, yeah. and it, I, oh, that's nasty. That's why it sounds like you know, like something that Drake would, would probably. I say. thought the bars were fire. You know, no, I, I thought people sleep on text to voice. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I used one recently, they do, they and do. it is crazy. Like I, I was doing uh, Kanye's voice, was, which was actually good, just like the Bro, AI, like, Kanye's voice reading in Narnia. I was <laughs> bro, I did. I was uh as soon as I started going out down the AI rabbit hole, I was like, yo, somebody had to have done this already. Creating Jarvis. <laughs> like like the, the from from, like, from from Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, oh, you, literally, you literally like it, you could Someone's do, working on that. You could do voice to text. No, I already saw that it this exists. Like you would yeah, have to yeah. do voice to text and then it responded back to you, not in text, but in voice. In voice, yeah. And so you're having a conversation back and forth. Sure yeah. it's prompted and like jerky, but like you're talking back to the text one on one, like you can do that with uh, the new GPT Pro interpreter because mm-hmm. it uses Python, so everything that it would say in a text is it's generated into like a voice. Yeah, um, you can sound it, um, which is crazy. I just started with Python. I just started with it, and I'm like, yo, like it's game over. It feels like you're in the end game, bro. Like now you start to understand like why this is working, <laughs> and I'm like, oh whoa! It's like you leave the matrix. Well, it's not, not so much. It's more like there are a lot of things that were hidden or like that you wouldn't know on the surface. It's like going to the dark web. I don't know if you guys have ever been on. Oh, that. we we fucked. It's around. just crazy. I haven't yeah. fucked around. I've just I've just watched YouTube videos describing other people fucking around and finding well, out. Well, let me know when you want to go in there for a podcast. <laughs> we'll go in there and, and when we're done with this shit. I mean, just I haven't been on. I just I mean, yo, if you're my guy, bro, you know what? Fuck I'm down, oh, you see, you see, like, you know cop. what you're talking about. So, you can cop, you know, you're you, can cop you can cop anything, but the point where you cop something, you buy something on there, that is the point where it's illegal because being on there is not illegal, but yeah. when you buy something on there, that is very illegal, illegal right? All right. All right. Um, you want to hear a crazy story yeah. that happened to me in high school? For sure. So, I used to go, the fence pulled up to your crib, yeah. <laughs> proceed, proceed. Um, so one of my boys, he kept asking, yo, like, how do I get on the dark web? I was like, oh, you need a laptop, I like, can't do it on my phone. I'm like, yeah, technically you can, but you need like a VPN or weird, all that stuff. He's like, dude, I don't really care. I just really want to go on there. Um, so we were chilling. He went on there on the school Wi-Fi, no VPN at all, none, no virtual, nothing. And then we were browsing through stuff and we got to the weird part of it. I don't know if you have, have you guys heard of the Red Room? Yeah. That is, that shit is we stumbled upon one of them, quickly clicked out of it, and then what we were like, <laughs> do you know what it is? You know what it's It's basically like, keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> so, so, you know how, this is my understanding of it, I could be incorrect, but you know how um, Discord has servers, right? Yeah. So you can get on a Discord type platform on the web. And it has different servers or different rooms in a way. Is it like four channels steroids? Kind of. Yeah, because yeah, you can hop in and it's 
uncensored completely. Like even 4chan, there's certain stuff that like Reddit, like there's certain stuff yeah. that like is still outside of parameters. Yeah. That that shit has no fucking limits. So you can literally see people like killing uh, one another. So killing, yeah. Killing so themselves. another thing like, like with that, what happened is like people are bidding, and that's another thing. Paying for so it's like like the sex, the whole human trafficking thing. They traffic people, and then they lock them in a room, chain them, and then people are like uh, donating money. So that someone could hurt. This world is a sick fucking place. And also, like, dude, people run like I've seen type like virtual auctions almost. And you're actually because mind you, like again, you're in a room where people can also transact and kind of like converse in a way. Yeah, exactly. So that's the kind of stuff that we 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 got to, and we just closed out of it. We were like never going there again. And then like, how old were you? I was a junior in high school. Okay. Uh, Stupid ass junior in high school. I was like 14, 15. You were 14, 15 junior I came to college at 16. Yeah, I was going to say, you came to college at 16. Which, by the way, I want you to know, bro. My, yo. You were 16 when you got here? I was 20. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, no. It's crazy that they accepted you at 16. I want to hear more about that when you get the chance. So wait, you're no, old, you're they never asked. I'm 19 right now, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm graduating before I turn 21. So I'll yeah. never be legally be able to drink in college, which is wild. <laughs> legally. I don't drink. I'm kidding. You know what? I'm not going to disclose any information. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Um, but after we got on the, off the dark web, like half an hour later, like two SUVs, black, like, blacked out, showed up in front of the school. Guys in like suits and tie walked out and went inside. Didn't know what happened for a second because like, you know, when they have your IP address, it's going to be like that location. So how are they going to know who it is out of like 500 students? So that's where we got lucky. But then um, I my, I always chose like my school principal. I asked like we were talking one day and she kind of like mentioned that they were actually looking for someone that they found like to, to be like on suspicious website. And I was like, I went to my friend, I was like, bro, you are so dumb. Yeah. Like, I told you not to do that. Yeah, that's so. wild, bro. Horrible. But never go on there again. Dude, yeah. dark web, man, it's crazy. Because again, like, you can buy anything. You know it was created by the US government? Yeah. To uh, transfer uh, high-level high top secret information. Oh, wow. And then it is still used to, like, share leaked documents these days. And that, that's the truth of the like, dark web. For un- the uncensored like Bitcoin, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and think about like blockchain yeah. almost. And there's a lot of childish on there that do some stupid stuff, and it ruins the reputation of that. Just like, obviously, there's gonna be legal stuff since it's like anonymous. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's good. That's what I went for. How did that get out of if the if the human government does invent that? How does that get out of their hands? And you know what I mean? Uh, well, because it is uh, censored and everything, you can just put up a whole website. No one's gonna know who's behind it. At that point, you know, that's crazy. What can you do? So now the, the FBI, what they do sometimes is they create like fake websites that look to be like messed up, like the ones that are real. And then when you try to buy something or somehow they figure out your location and you get busted. Okay. So that's why it's dangerous to go on there because a lot of these websites usually fake. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you find good ones, you just, I don't know, you go do something crazy on there. Good, good ones with an asterisk. Okay, uh, damn. Okay. Yeah, man. And yeah. Dude, like, it's crazy because, like, I, right around when I found about, out about the dark web, that's when I found out about Bitcoin. 
That was my first introduction. How old were you? Oof, dude, I was I was a sophomore in high school. Ju- going into junior year of high school. That's funny. Okay. So that was yeah, like six years ago maybe was eight five. Yeah. And bro, like I fit so I found out about the dark web and then I was like, Oh oh shit, like you need to transact. Mm-hmm. I was like, But you need to transact in such a way that like I can't just send you my bank account. I was like, obviously if I'm doing it for you know yeah. some red room, some like obviously like that's that's a huge thing. And then I started thinking about its applicability like within the world. And that's what kind of laid the foundation to me being able to participate of blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it came, it came really naturally just because I was like, oh, okay, obviously, because back when a Bitcoin was 40 bucks, like, first of all, things made sense. Back when Nipsey mm-hmm. Hussle was on Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. No, like, that, that, I, I just remember now, like, I was actually introduced to Bitcoin, like, around 2013 through, like, Nipsey Hussle watching his videos. Never clicked to me. Wish I, I, I had money as a 13, 14 year old. You know what I mean? I always, well, now I'm like more like younger. You had to be like eight, bro. How, yeah, no, but like, no, no. So I came to the US in like about 12, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, I didn't really know about Bitcoin. Before. But like, right after I came here, I knew about Bitcoin. So like, immediately like, you landed and they were like Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> well, okay. I would say like it probably took a few months, but like, right after I got here, I started doing YouTube. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. That helped me learn English so quickly because I was bad for trying to communicate through mm-hmm. like a video and then, you know, at first it was like French and then after that it turned into like English and okay. trying to learn how to like speak mm-hmm. properly. What was that? What was that transition? That's a really cool ass way to learn the language that though, cool. just in general. Yeah. What was that transition like though from um, moving from Haiti to the U.S.? Um, it was interesting. I, I adapted quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I I um honestly thought I would never learn how to speak English. It was it literally got me nervous. I was like, bro, I don't want to feel like I don't know what anyone's saying, all that. And then the weather was also a huge thing because it was warm. But with the English part, I was like so like I remember one time I was playing soccer and I slide tackled this kid. Um, <laughs> he like ripped his pants open like whatever, and I he was like, bro, like that you're gonna pay for it whatever, and he started like wanted to fight me. So we were sent to the principal's office, and then he was like talking to the principal. I couldn't defend myself, and I was like, "Bro!" After that, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna like not know how to speak English." Yeah, so that's crazy. I would go on Duolingo, like on the bus home, like cafeteria, trying to learn. I would watch movies, YouTube videos in English with subtitles on, so I could translate the words I don't understand. Yeah. And you know that way, like it took like three, three like less than six months to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, and then the accent became like a huge part of speech. Like I would listen to myself, and I'm like, I hate, I hate sounding like that. Yeah, you know, you know how you hate your own voice, but not just ones that you hate your own accent. But like you want to sound like, I don't know. So I started working on that too. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to pronounce words better. Even till now, when I say some like some word, yeah, it would sound like uh, I hate that Creole accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like would you with that with that kid that the we're trying to get you to pay for the shorts. That feeling you had in that in that class, I mean, at least in that in the principal's office, you took that personally. Uh, yeah. I mean, kid was like, he was like a bully to to a lot of other kids, right? Word. Right. Um. So at that point, I was like, I don't, I don't get bullied, cause like I, I he, like I was crying at that point. I was like, damn, like, 
I never let anyone let him do that shit to me. You know, mm-hmm. I got my revenge on you. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I never mess with like someone that's gonna try to like uh, pretend that they're bigger than me. I yeah. will always. You're always gonna stand up for yourself. Yeah, exactly. No. So at that moment, I just like don't get offended. I literally started crying. I was like, damn. But damn. but with that kid, I ended up like one day, I changed his like whole school like password everything. <laughs> And he couldn't log into his account, and they they spent like two days trying to figure that out with like the school department. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good revenge. And I mean, can't. Oh wow. Do you feel like um? Now I I asked that because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs take things personally. You know what I'm saying? To a certain extent, not into the extent. Not in the in the Michael Jordan sense. I I don't really know. Say you feel. You know what I'm saying it's also like yo the, the the desire for competition and like not the willingness not to back down you know right. what I mean from challenges and things of that nature right. you know what I mean so with me and like in competition I I'm not like a, a jealous person I would yeah. say so when it comes to like somebody else that's like my age that is doing better than me I'm gonna have genuine like appreciation for them and like actually you know of course want to get to where they are you know so I'm, I never, like, you know, if I see someone else trying to compete with me, I'm going to be like, all right, maybe the best win. But it's not like I'm going to have a hatred for their business. I'm of not, course, you know, of course. You know, I'm actually probably going to want to work with them. You know, no, definitely. For, for that matter. There's, there's like, you know, it, it's funny you use the word jealousy. Like, because um, I wasn't even thinking about it like that necessarily. In terms of, like, I see this dude work and hard. He pulls out a whole all-nighter, and I'm just like, fuck this guy. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's working harder than me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm not going to beat myself up. At the end of the day, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But it's also, um, I feel like sometimes I'm in secret competition with my friends, but I keep it in a healthy extent. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't. This motherfucker plays the violin and this, this dude does finance. Like, what? where is really the comparison to be like made on the on anything besides perhaps even work ethic? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because um, yeah. you're right, though. It, there's just different ways of comparison. You know what I mean? And people do, I think, envy a lot. You know what I mean? People do. Um, so I've experienced, like, obviously there's a lot of haters out there. And for some reason, I love haters. So reason why yeah, I say jealousy. Love. <laughs> I, I, you I, appreciate them or they flock to you? To me, it's like... uh gets some hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle, not a hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but someone hating on me is probably one of the best feelings. It's like you're doing something right. Uh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you know, like, and why I always say it is like I don't care if you talk shit about me, because I know that my actions is gonna like prove you wrong, right? So mm-hmm. I, even like most like a lot of times I hear a lot of my friends like they say like stuff about me like that I know I won't confront you about it, but like mm-hmm. I actually like I'm not that big of confrontation, but. Other people that the person talks shit about to me, they will notice my actions. They will come to me. They're like, "This person said this. I don't think that's true." And yeah. I've seen that with you. Yeah. And uh, that's honestly why I always say stay quiet because like you can always. Now I want to know who the fuck yeah, said yeah. something about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, I just like notice that about a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like uh, a lot it, of a lot of people, you're, you're like, "Hey, I did this. I accomplished this," and instead of them being supportive and being your friend. They kind of get quiet. You know, yeah. They look and they're just like, 
You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're thinking of, they're, they're thinking all the wrong things. Not, you know, necessarily how do I get better, but why him? You know what I mean? Mm. That's something I, why I, I, I see. Why him is a weird question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are asking why him or why her and not how did they do it. What about people that ask themselves that question? Why me? Why not somebody else? You know, the imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's another way. You know, it's funny. Like, I didn't. I didn't understand imposter syndrome until I went to the firm that I'm going to be working for. <laughs> and who made me get it? But he said, Damien. Oh, yeah. Damien yeah. really, like, I didn't get it until he spoke. But yeah. Continue. Yeah, bro, like, I was, um, I was in the office and somebody had confronted me about imposter syndrome. They were like, it was another intern. She was, was, like, it a, was it a white intern or a POC? I don't no, know what it matters. Was, but... She was a Mexican woman. Uh, but she was like, she was like, yo, like, how do you, like, how are you not anxious? Mm. And I'm like, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, honestly, like, I just, I feel, I feel like these are regular people. Like, I just yeah. finished having a conversation with the too. partner. Honestly, I had nobody, no business talking to him at all. But like, I stopped him as he was on his way to, out of the office. And I was like, hey, I just want to ask you a question, da, 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 whatever, got his contact and left. And she saw me doing it. And she was like, dude, like, how? And I was like, honestly, I understand he's a regular person, you know, and like, I don't put these people on a pedestal. I don't put the occupation on a pedestal. Yeah. I don't feel self-important at all. So I'm like, for me personally, imposter syndrome, I'm like, yeah, but like, yo, even if I'm trading a million dollars, it's like, I'm not adding to the GDP anyway. <laughs> like, my shit is not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like my, net, my net output is like zero. So I'm like, yo, like, we're not like, who cares? <laughs> like, we're all... We're all doing the same, the same shit, you know. I I wish uh, everyone thought the same way. No, no, for sure. I mean, yo, it's just I feel like I don't know the woman, but that's something I see a lot. It's something I I, I see people not take chances. It's like they're more scared of embarrassing themselves than they are of failing. Definitely. And like are getting to the like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's like the priority. I feel like a lot of people prioritize themselves over their goals. You know what I mean? And by self, I mean like face and ego. Mm-hmm. Rather than like, you know, what I mean, like yeah, bro, like shit. If I look like a fool making my book and putting it out there, fuck it, I finished it and I did it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. more than most would be able to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that—that's ultimately how. I th- and sorry to cut you off, just like real quick. So that's something that I feel about like a lot of the failed projects that I have, because I have a graveyard of just like failed shit. Man. You have to have like I, I have, I've, tr- I've shot so many shots and I've bricked so many shots that I've spent so long doing that I'm also like I'm sitting here and I'm like it's hard to have imposter syndrome because I'm like yeah but I look at all the attempts that it took for me to like do things mm-hmm. and I'm like this shit was not overnight yeah like I, I think I that's one way to get 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 like not get imposter syndrome because I'm like I've probably tried harder than most people like I deserve where I'm at I deserve what I have like I don't want nobody else to 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 say that I was handed out to me. Yeah. You know, like nothing that I have or not, like anything I've ever achieved was like handed to me like that. No. Like I had to actually hard hard well, work hard for it or either, you know, get the contacts, network and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, you know you you, you know you you belong where you are. I, w- I wonder if you guys experience this. Because I, I did I don't experience imposter syndrome like anymore at least to the and the thing is not for that reason though but more at least for that reason but from a different perspective 
and that I don't even know. I'm not. I'm like. I think I've moved around sometimes just half conscious of just like because I'm bad at reflecting on like my goals mm-hmm. or not my goals on like my own history and progress. So sometimes I'm not even aware of like how I've evolved mm-hmm. or how I'm not experiencing a thing or how I was experiencing a thing. Mm-hmm. And so like the reason why the failure, the graveyard helps me is is, is on some like you've all if you the reason why failing is so important is because if you've failed a million times, you know what's gonna go wrong more often than you know what's gonna go right. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a lot more valuable information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the process of, of figuring out how to troubleshoot and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, and course correct. And course correct. Like, oftentimes, I'm like, oh, like it's like something's working, 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 and it's like it stops working. Like I, I, I take a hard right. I'm like, yeah. oh no, 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 I got to go back <laughs> to what I was doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because like sometimes, but that's all the experimentation. Yeah. Like you got to be curious enough to like curiosity is a big yeah. thing. It's a big thing. I think perfection is the enemy. Because though I found a lot of people aren't curious and they don't bother to experiment because they're so very concerned with getting it right. Yeah. Like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think something I'm struggling with right now is perfection, which has not always been the case. Yeah. Like in the past, I'm not gonna plan out everything perfect. I'll just publish what I have, do what I have, and now I'm like I'm, I'm mostly spend more time trying to polish something instead of actually testing it out and yeah. experimenting with it. Um, so that's like something I, I'm trying to work on more and like yeah, I'm not saying I, I won't go into things like head on don't think about it but it's just like I want to know like what's the, the balance between perfecting something and then knowing that okay I have something for now let me see let me try it out come back test it out and then mm-hmm. you know how do you think how do you think is a good way to go about working on that um Honestly, it just, I don't even know. That's, that is a, this is why, like, I think it's more important to, to learn to fall in love with the process and the outcome. Because yeah. I feel like it might actually, the answer to that question might change depending on the project. You know that what I'm saying? True. That is true. Um, but, yeah, some, something I do like is I like the process more than the outcome. Yeah. Like, that might be the process. Like, that might be part of it. Because, you know, the software that, you know, uh, working on right now it's yeah it would be nice to to to, to launch it and see what people think but i also am, am enjoying the, the development part of it and talking to that's a word to, to say it but now i'm like you meeting so many <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like because of that now i'm meeting so many other people in that field that are like yeah. probably way better and like more expert than me that I'll probably end up building something that's a lot more exciting because I'm taking my time with it and like actually getting input and things that will make it a lot better than if I just went on with it thinking that I have everything, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's sort of like exhausting, exhausting all the avenues, like just so you know that yeah. I, even though this was my first choice, at least now I know this is also the best choice. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what I was going through when I was trying to find like the best print on demand services. And Nick actually was the one who sold me on on using who we're gonna use. Um, it was a little more costly, but it's sort of like, and now this is actually what I wanna ask you guys, because y'all are far more experienced at business than I am. But how do you manage um, 
like the weighing this the weighing process when you're when you're looking for a product or a service like you know this gives me you know a b c and d and this one gives me x y and z this one gives me h j k l m n o p you know what i'm saying oh, okay. like yeah. cuz in some instances like with the one we're using the way you sold this to me was you, i could look at it as a cost or i could look at it as a premium or i don't know if that was the way you put it basically yeah um and i'm like nah you're right i'm paying for that extra like couple bands I'm gonna spend is really me paying for a certain amount of insurance. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. Rather than lowering the risk. Um, how do y'all? How do y'all go about making those decisions when you or when the moments when y'all have had to make those decisions? Mm. Yo, honestly, bro, I and I love the question. I think I learned how to do that well after. Like learning how to invest in a lot of different things. I thought you were gonna say game theory, <laughs> which is basically yeah. I mean yeah, for no, no, the most no, no, part. No. Um, because like I've had to realize, I think about how I've even like started with investing in the first place. It's like all right, like you know, entrepreneurial honey business, whatever, excess capital. It's like all right, well I need to make a return on it, getting into stocks, and it's like all right, well I was starting that that first stock portfolio. Like yo, I am risking. For certain, but I was also coming in at the perfect time in the market. I literally came in in February and March 2020 mm-hmm. in COVID, and so I was like, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you were, you were turning up. I was going crazy, bro. I was like, What is they doing? <laughs> and so, yeah, so having that be my perspective, I was like, oh, Okay, I started understanding, like, all right, I'm buying this on a discount. Like, sure, I have no money to my name, like, I have zero dollars free right now. Like, I literally can't go out right now. <laughs> yeah. But this is, I'm still buying on such a discount that I was like, yo, 3M, Apple. I need to, I was like, buy, buy. Every dollar that I had, buy, buy, buy. Because I just felt, I was like, no, this is an immense discount. And so thinking about it in terms of like opportunity costs is kind of the question. Like, how do you see, bro, doing like that investment experience and then like, let's say transitioning into long-term dividend type st- stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, you went from making shorter plays to longer plays. Yeah, we used the profit of the shorter shit to do longer stuff. And then started just like keep on playing that game where it's like, all right, short-term profit, long-term gain. Like just keep on rinse and repeat. It, 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 were you, were you kind of setting up like a, a, an internal feedback loop within your own the thing is web like, of income and stuff? Yeah, but the dividend stuff is just like just growth. Yeah. And ultimately, I ended up like at the end, I realized like, oh, dividends are not for me, which was another thing. But... Which I would recommend everybody to do it, but like it's just not for me. But um, with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just after I learned options, I was like, eh, I don't need to do this. That shit was that was liberating. I was like, oh, I don't need this. I'm gonna need you to put me on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard though. Like it's hard. It was difficult for me to learn. But how do you see? So nowadays, like, there's so many different ways to approach it. Instead of me thinking about an expense, you could think about an opportunity. Instead of you thinking about like. It's like, oh, fuck, that's really expensive. It's like, yeah, but it's also on a discount relative to its actual, like, historical performance of shit. This is actually on a discount. So it's like, once I start getting into real estate, I'm going to have to understand, like, yeah, bro, I mean, your leverage took the fucking hills. You just went to a fucking bank and you put down 20% loan <laughs> to value and your leverage to, to fuck. But at the same time, you just bought that property for such a fucking discount that it's like, sure, like, let that be that. Yeah, you know, so yeah, man. Like having different perspectives within finance has really helped me a lot. And then like crypto shit, like bro, 
it's either I'm it's either I'm trading in the day or I'm not touching it for like twenty years. There's yeah, no yeah. there's no in between for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway. So how does that relate to, you know, how does that how do you see that fit into the pro and demand stuff? The pro and demand stuff? Or like Whoa. even the question that you're asking. I I just like didn't oh. see in what sense you were asking. Okay, so no, the the point was that so with pro and demand one option has gives me this value, um, but it comes at this expense. Another option gives me this value or that value, and it gives me that that expense. Mm-hmm. So like you know what I'm trying to say? It's like a yeah, it's basically like risk management. Yeah, it's it's a it's yeah. a risk management decision, right? And the the thing I learned though was that like with some of these, it's actually win 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 no matter what. But it's it's to what extent do I want to win, and also what is my long term strategy? Because I'm like, okay, this one is actually better for a short term play. This one will be better exactly. to actually grow my yeah. revenue, grow my, you know, yep, grow my yep. money and yep. grow my cash flow and shit like that, right? So it's like, all right, if I was in this position, then then I would play this one. Mm-hmm. But if I was in the position I am in, then I chose the one I chose. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I. Which, as a, as a side note, something to um, the most important shit that I had to learn once I started learning like derivatives of any asset <laughs> i was like because i was just trying to understand like all right like you uh, uh, you be chuckling after saying words yeah. i did not understand you know what i'm saying and i'm like all right whatever bro i'm, I'm cracked yeah yeah you know like options and shit and futures you know like other other like instruments that are dedicated on a single thing but anyway yo i started realizing like and this is so basic it just wasn't taught in fucking finance mm-hmm. is like time horizon is the most important shit that is actually the time most important the shit like yeah. i don't even care bro i can't assess whether or not something is a good investment or not without the question of how long are you planning to hold it like that should be the number one fucking question it's like, oh, Nick, it's Apple or buy. I'm like, uh, how long do you want to hold that shit? Mm, that's fair. That's a good point. If someone's going to give me an eight month, maybe not. But like, all right, next week, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years, sure. Like, so it's like, I don't even care what we're talking about. It's like, all right, how long is like the number one shit? Yeah. yeah. What, is, what is ultimately your, your goal and your, your strategy? Because that gets at your why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? That's wild. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta answer for his management? You just said you don't manage risk. I believe you. Yeah, you know I, I mean, believe <laughs> I've come to the awareness that like I, I used to think I was. I like more, risk. I yeah. love risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to think I was a more cautious person. I'm not. No, you're not. I, I look back on my life. I'm like, I did a lot of dumb shit. Degenerate. Like, I, I relate risk to adrenaline, and I'm an, an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, no, that shit. Tell more about that shit, because like I'm not, I'm not there with you with that. Me personally, I, I love risk because I'm mostly like outsized return in everything. Like in life, like, <laughs> like my skydiving shit. I'm like, yo, I'm feeling the skydive. Why? Because I think I'm gonna have so <laughs> more of a fun time <laughs> than the bad time that I'm gonna have if shit goes wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm like, I'm like, this is an experience probably to die. For are you a thr- are you a thrill seeker, Dory? I am. He's a fiend. I I, a- I, I wanna get my piloting license. I wanna get my skydiving license. Wowzers. I want to do everything crazy: swim with the sharks, run with the bulls. In, in Brazil. I'm down to run with the bulls with you, but not the shark part. That's <laughs> too... Because I'm, I'm probably just going to stand up on a building and just like... 
observe. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. The bulls so, are not getting in the water. The the sharks are not getting in the water with the sharks. The best adrenaline shit I did this summer was go to a car meet. A car meet? Yeah, the that's car meet. Crazy. That's fun. The car meet is crazy. Like my friend had like this like really high car like spitting fire that's and, crazy. Like, in the back and people were like filming us. Yeah, yeah. So you know you go to like at like nine p.m. You meet up whatever ten. Everyone goes to like an abandoned warehouse and mm-hmm. then they start doing donuts, like, hanging out windows. It's super yeah. dangerous, but it's it's a good vibe. And the cops comes ten minutes later. Mm-hmm. Dip. We're running away from cops and go to the next meetup spot and then just do that until like three a.m. That's love. It was the craziest yeah. night. Bro, people be getting run over there. They do. They stand yeah. in the. the yeah, I I followed an account and I thought they were gonna post like cool like meet stuff. No, it was just like. People getting ran, ran over. I'm like, how is that allowed on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, they should, they should stop that. Man. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, uh, risk is something that I s- not, I'm not, I don't seek for it. But if I see like, pe- and most people are not gonna go that route, I'm gonna try it out mm-hmm. because I might be the lucky one. You know, like I don't know what that foot is, the road less traveled, whatever, whatever. Yeah, um, that's whoever falls. Yeah, so I will go the road that. Most people won't go through. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I get irritated. Um, I've also come to the who's I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a visionary, and not in like the oh my god, he be popping. It is my imagination is wild, mm-hmm. and I be thinking of crazy shit that I honestly think can work. Like you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes I put them up to people, and they're like, nah. Yeah, I know. Oh, this, I this, that. this is wrong with it, or like this is, this is the problem, and I'm like. Motherfucker, you're, you know, but some, this is the thing I noticed though, is that some people are always looking for a reason for it not to work instead yeah, of looking for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people are more keen to just see flaws and shit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good thing to see, um, you know, especially in a, in a team of people. You need to have yeah. diverse yeah. ideas. You gotta have the devil's advocate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, there's a management group I'm part of right now, and we're supposed to like uh, plan a fundraising event um, soon. But I always tell everyone, throw the craziest idea. I don't care how dumb it is. I just we just want to hear it, mm-hmm. and then if we can like figure out how to actually make it work, even though it sounds crazy, figure out how to make it work. Reach out to who we have to reach out to, and it becomes a workable idea mm-hmm. that you're building on top. Of. Yeah, yeah. So. A lot, and then the thing is, the reason when when it irritates me is when it comes to like risk assessment, in terms of like the odds are sixty forty. Or like 40, yeah. 60, that's fucking just take it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to see what happens. Cause I don't know, but you're right though in the team. Um, Cause you need to, that's how you get it to the best possible version. Exactly. What did you say exactly before? Uh, about, about what? I can't even remember now. I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. Man. Anybody want to pick it up? Oh yeah, your question, your answer to the question of uh, how do you deal with decision making Oh, like I was talking about like just like, you know, someone throws a crazy idea. Oh, oh yeah. yo, yeah, yeah. Some people don't learn that process. That's what I was yeah, gonna say. I noticed that a lot. That's a the um, somebody called it the C, creative problem solving CPS, or like ideation. But it's like when you yeah, when it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, I mean, management classes here at PC. They sort of do teach you that. But when you're reading, like, chapters, like a book, um, or you're watching TikTok, like, not TikTok, TikToks, but, like, TED Talks about it, 
now it just becomes like a concept that is a suggestion it's not like something that you actually have to do but when you actually apply it to like the actual classroom so like some professors do and they make you follow that concept then you have a little bit of like um, experience about it and maybe you can use that in your next group project or like out in the real world because when you're in the real world you need to find like good managing uh concepts because yeah. you know to have the best team you need to, to have really good like managing like i'm taking like the organizational theory and yeah. that's all that's about no that's hard it's, it's it's important what do you feel like your role on the team is i um like and it, it's i pose it in the sense where like i it really like the archetypical sense of the the, the idea of role like you got the builder for the team you know what I mean? You have, like, uh, the storyteller on the team, the person who sells it, the person who develops mm-hmm. it. Um, you actually have the manager, the people who yeah. organizes everybody, keeps everybody, like, in order, right? A lot of people think of a team structure as sort of, like, really hierarchical, as top-down. I think it's more, like, bottom-up. Where, like, yeah. the, the team leader really got everybody on their back, and they might not even get any fucking credit. Like, the real team leader some of the time, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, like, Nick described you once as the closer. Me? Yeah. For the year, but for the album. He described you as the closer. I was telling, I was. I like that. Without without to bad mouth anybody before. Yeah. But bro, <laughs> leave it, leave it, leave it away. Just I, speak highly of the young yeah, man. Yeah, leave exactly, it at that. Exactly. Yeah. But like, bro, look, I was trying to, I was trying to tell somebody. I was like, listen, bro, dude. If everybody has a role, so I was like. Why am I okay with you not doing anything for Alpha like or mo- for the most part for the entire year? Why am I okay with that? I'm like, because number one, I understand his role and so does he, which is that when he pulls up to go meet Damien, what's important is that he has a conversation that's conducive to his own personal good and that leaves a good impression on all of us and we all eat. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody got to eat. Everybody <laughs> eats. Yeah, because then eat. he leaves and he's like, oh, that was a great idea. He's thinking about it on the plane, whatever the case, you guys have a good relationship. Yeah. But also, again, for everybody, it's like, that's a great look. And so it's like, that's a beneficial thing. So I'm like, yo, if I can make it so that you don't have to do any budget proposals or any of that other, so because that's not the best use of having you on the team. But having you on the team is like, all right, like, I want my boy to go do, I was going to the convention. It's like, oh, I see him talking to Goldman Sachs across the stage. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do the dash, and I'm gonna go over there. And I'm gonna hype him up that was in a such good a time. way, bro. <laughs> bro, like we're gonna go into this room, him and I. We're gonna just like as we're wheeling and dealing, we're really wheeling and dealing. And I'm like, yo, like I like that I can trust him to do that, because for other people, that's not their role on the team, and they struggle with that. Yeah. And so I have to sit down and be like, all right, this is how you go about handing out a resume. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to tell him that, because mm-hmm. we just go. Yeah. So. That's closing, man. It, yeah, it is closing. Uh, I, it's interesting that you see it that way because a lot of people, they just see it as... You just have a partner around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. There's temptations to see it that way. <laughs> but I also have to call... I have to also highlight what he's good at. Because, like, again, like, some people are like, oh, I can't work with him because, oh, he's just dicking around all year. But it's like, no, 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 no. There's value in what the fuck he does. Just figure out how to... Yeah. Like, yeah. figure out how to put him in a position to win because he can win. Yeah, like mm-hmm. everybody can. You could. You should be able to work with anybody. Just yeah, exactly. We, we want. We want. We all want the A. We all want the W. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But some people, um, it goes back to the envy thing that we we started this off on, where it's like 
Some roles look shinier than others. The closer role is a little shinier Definitely. than the dirty. You were in the gutter. You yeah. barely get any any spotlight, <laughs> but you be putting people on your back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but that's that's okay because you want to eat at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And All right. one last thing to say about it, just before I, I actually, you know, obviously ask what you think about it. Uh, how I put it to to somebody, I was like, "Listen, man, like, I was like Steve Kerr on the on the ninety I was like, bro, I was like, bro, I don't care if he goes in for one minute and he goes one for one from the three point line. If it was the last three, I don't yeah. care, bro. That was so important. It's the game I was winner. Like, if if he hit the game winner, the ideal situation is you don't even have him on the floor. Let's say for the majority of the of the of the game fresh legs but yeah but he comes off the bench <laughs> but he comes off the bench and he makes a difference yeah, yeah. and i'm like that it doesn't matter bro like you yeah. go one for one from the three i don't care we won mm-hmm. had you not hit that shot we would have lost yeah so i'm like exactly. good fine you're on the team you're good to go like that's it yeah yeah no i mean like right now i feel like like my teammate would describe me as that but i just didn't know like you know the the, the 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 name of the role for that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because like a lot of like my teammates, when you know I'm giving feedback, they're always like, "Yeah, Dory actually was one that came up with this idea," and then it's like, "Oh yeah, Dory got this person." Because we've done we've done like a few mini events before, right? Yeah. And a lot of these events, I actually try to like reach out to like existing contacts to to make things happen. Even the one that's coming up uh, soon, you know, it's like Louis I want to go. <laughs> We're not getting into that. We were gonna talk about that. Oh uh, no, but the fundraising one. Alright, alright. Uh, yeah, we were just gonna try to go all out, go crazy for it. But... We love Louis V. So yeah, we do love Louis V. We love Louis V. So yeah. we're gonna say. Um, yeah. Well, yes, we yeah, next time, brother. Yeah, we love Louis V. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, fuck, yo. Yo, damn. Nah, you made me think of something. I can't remember what it was now. What was I talking about? Oh, it's the weird thing though, where it's like, and I get into this argument with people a lot, where it's sort of like, some of, a lot of times, I think this is a natural conversion. Effort to output. What you put in is what you get out. Usually, that's how it goes, okay? Sometimes, that's not how it goes. The dude who invented the Nike logo, whatever, did it in like four seconds on a napkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that thing was worth millions of dollars. Billions. Mm-hmm. Billions of billions. dollars, right? But and it's hard, I think, a lot of time for people to really understand that. Understand that. You yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Some things aren't don't always translate like like we want them to. You know what I mean? You know, so I kind of in my head I'm kind of comparing this to TikTok. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that blow up on TikTok, hopefully no effort. TikTok. Hey, hopefully it blows up. It will be on TikTok. Not hopefully. Right. Hopefully it blows up. Bro. Yeah. Um. But like a lot of TikToks that blow up, they usually are the ones that no effort was put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, accidental. Accidental, and then creator fund, make money from it, right? Like this dude. Uh, I was actually uh watching his YouTube channel today, and when I that's when I got the. Snapchat spotlight idea from. Mm-hmm. So he went to the, this like uh, dunk contest competition, like basketball, and he was like filming there for like an, about an hour, like took some clips and posted on TikTok and combined all of these videos from the like the dunk contest, got like 40 million views and he made 200K from it. Wow. Yeah. And 200K just for one hour of work. 
It's insane. Yeah. Insane. But some people would, again, they would, they would underestimate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild shit. Yeah, that is insane. The internet, and this is something I, I guess I got a question for y'all. And, like a, and this is sort of a business, sort of a business question in regards to physical real estate versus digital real estate. The digital market, the digital space, the digital world, it changes how we do commerce, trade, how we exchange information. Yeah. Because, like, I think about it, if, for example, in terms of a small business, like Sirena Secret, right? She is not limited to Lawrence, Massachusetts, or the surrounding 60-mile areas. Because now, with the internet, she could get her... She could sell her products in fucking Italy if she wanted to, right? Yeah. There's a whole shipping thing you gotta, you know, maneuver. But the point is that it's there and it's available. You just gotta figure out how to solve that shipping problem, maybe. You know what I mean? Because right now, I think that might be the only reason she doesn't ship internationally regularly. It's because mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's a little hard, I think. There's some regulations. Um, yeah. Especially with the, what, with the kind of products that you're selling and then you know, trying to get through customs at certain countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to depend on, like, what service that you use yeah. for that, you know. At that point, she can figure that out. Well, her business, well, I don't think she ever needs to leave America, though. You know what I mean? There's just so much, so many people here and actually so much money. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But the, the point and the question is, though, how do you guys, how do you guys understand that, I guess, that idea of digital space and digital real estate? Whereas, like, now you, you're not limited to your physical yeah. environment. When you when when you, when you say digital, it becomes it's a lot. You have crypto, you have NFT. Yeah. That's digital art. You know you have e commerce. It's super expensive, but that's kind of the point. Like why I use the word digital is because like, it's everything, bro. Right. There is digital marketing. Yeah, yeah. Like digital can be applied to everything, but when I when you say digital to me, it just has to do with online. Yeah, everything that's transferring something, or even like you have a fresh washing business. Um, it it will go digital, like you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know now, like you could probably like what I do now is like when I do some of some of my fresh washing jobs, I would take the camera that I rented from PC and I would record the whole thing, and then you know I'm planning on doing like some like um, speed through like short clips and post on TikTok, and then now you're taking something that is supposed to be physical and you're reaching people that are further away. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like trying to get clients from uh, the other side of the country, mm-hmm. but it could just be like spreading awareness about my own company or like mm-hmm. uh, teaching people how to properly like pressure wash or do their, like, you know, like, or even start their own pressure washing business in the first place, you know? That, that, that's the, f- yeah. Dude, go ahead, go ahead. I, I wish we had. That's a funny thing, but go ahead. Nah, it is, bro. I wish, uh, I wish we didn't have an event called Dude. Uh, our guy Jay, um, intellectual property. Oh, that's right. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into yeah. it. But like, yeah, I bro, that would have been fire. Yeah, yeah. Because mind you, I think a lot of this does just encapsulate intellectual property. Yeah. You know, and I think that like being able to digitize a lot of that has given birth to so much that we see now with. We talk about the digital landscape and everything, but it's it's kind of interesting because like that game is becoming so much easier to enter. It's yeah, so the barrier to entry is so low. The barrier to entry is almost nothing, so long as you have. It's because of access- yeah, yeah, accessibility yeah. now. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It, when it went down, so it isn't like ten years ago where they're like, "Oh my God, we gotta send Wi-Fi 
like fucking Africa or DR. And it's like, nah, they got Wi-Fi, bro. Like, now they got Wi-Fi. It's not Barely. the problem. Gotta, they like, got they it. Got they got it. it. They got yeah. it. Yeah. Just give them the money for that, and they'll probably put some minutes on their phone, and it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And in 10, like, five, maybe less years. Like, it's also where we're, our time scale is, is shortening. Everything is, is speeding up. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? No, Development. Sure. But you were saying, though. Dude, like, and as a quick side note on that, um, I think it was El Salvador a few weeks ago that they um, eliminated all tax related to fintech. Oh, fintech, especially in the That's entrepreneurial space. You should move there. That's I should. Move there. <laughs> I should really move there. Like, like, yeah. Let's go. Um, they really prioritize. Hey, I'm that. down to go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down to do something remote on a like a remote island. Bro, we <laughs> can take the podcast to Costa Rica. Bro, or, I'm no, down. No, 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 whatever you were saying. No, bro, the Bahamas, bro. <laughs> the Bahamas, oh, bro. Bring it to the Bahamas. Let me tell nah, you. That's tax purposes. That was tax purposes. Dog, I before FTX blew up, <laughs> I was I was on my way. I was like, yo, I'm gonna find myself in the Bahamas, making like 200 bands, working for FTX. Like I was like, all right, like that's it. <laughs> That dream got crushed. You got crazy. destroyed, bro. You, you you can still do that. Yeah, I mean, start the next FTX. I do want to say Nick yeah, spotted funny yeah. business with that for a minute, but we're yeah, gonna talk bro. about that. Look and what, what even cracked me too is that like not only did I miss out on the trade, then I missed out on the job. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, because dude, they were paying people crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. And flying out to the Bahamas, Miami, Colorado, throughout whatever. Fly. I'm like, oh, this is a great job. Yeah. So, but anyway, with the, uh, bro, intellectual property is crazy because, like, you could, so much stuff, like, I don't think that people even realize that some of the ideas that they come up with is like, yo, if you follow that to its limit. So many people sleep on themselves. So many It's crazy. It's insane. I'm like, yo. I could rob you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even know. <laughs> Yeah, man, that shit is wild, man. Because I think when you talk about digital, like, that's when it makes it just that much more, like, accessible. Like, the stuff that I'm that we're talking about with AI. Yeah. I would never do that IRL. <laughs> I would never do that. But I'm like, oh, it is a good idea. But if I was IRL, I'd be like, ah, like, yeah. I don't want to have to go print it and do those other things. Da-da, whatever, bullshit. But now I'm like, oh, shit, wait. I could just sell the digital shit online. Like, I just have to make it really good. And yeah. It's interesting that uh, when we talk about intellectual property, because I had to hire an IP lawyer, an IP lawyer, like, this past summer. And it was interesting, like, just like, um, <laughs> not to not give too much information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, like, it was like a NBA's. trademark, a trademark battle between uh, one of my companies and then this other company that had a similar names. And basically fighting for the, the right to... Did you win? Name. Did they follow against you? Okay, well. No, 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 no. You, know you can saying? answer that either or question, whichever one you want to answer. I had the trademark. We had the trademark for it, right? Which means that we own the name, logo, whatever. Sweet. But so what we did then is we reached out to them when we were like, "Hey, this is a we sent them a cease and desist letter." We're like, "Stop using our name." That's crazy. And then they're like, "Okay." They went to court, so we're like, all right, fine. Uh, so there was like this whole thing going on. <laughs> That's crazy. But I don't know. It was a good experience, and now it it makes me more cautious. Whatever I'm building next, you know, I was talking about that with like intellectual property at province. Uh, oh my god! There's a whole few page, uh, you know, thing on it. They're like, if you create something at PC, we may have the right to. 
to own it. You know, it's I don't not like yours, that. It's mine. Feel free to keep talking. Yeah. But so let me let me create an AI anyway. I see what happens. Because that is. The are you same. using their computer? It doesn't even matter if you're, <laughs> if you're an employee while working for them. They have the ability to be able to say. Yeah, I know a lot of companies do that. It's insane. Bro, what? What the fuck, bro? That's insane. Especially because, Google, bro. Like, yeah, no, like it's insane. Mind you, um, if you're not making anything new or you're not like trying to ever create something, that's a threat that you will never have to experience. Yeah, but no, if you sure. create some new shit, it if you create some shit, shit that you end up, bro, the intellectual property rights become very hairy because they can really take you to court and take it. That's why before I do anything, first thing I do is first of all I would you know file an LLC, um, that puts protection on myself, and then neck of action is usually a trademark just to ensure that, you know, I have the rights to whatever I'm doing. Trademark on the LLC. Trademark on uh, the name, logo, and sometimes even like, well, not description, but at that point, that's where you get it in. Like, uh, but usually a trademark would do the job. But trademark under the name, under the entity of the LLC. Well, the LLC does can't it like it so? For example, huh? Can an LLC have trademark? Yeah, that you trademark your name, but sometimes an LLC is just a cover. Yeah, and there's a DBA yeah, like doing yeah, business yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's not the LLC that you mm-hmm. you you trademark, but then it's it becomes like what you're selling that you trademark. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna go on the Lawrence Municipal website because my files are not gonna be in there. You didn't get that instantly. No. I got mine still instantly. But honestly, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in the Lawrence courts. Like honestly, like I'll be talking about Lawrence. These guys think it's a magical place. It is. It's a <laughs> mythical place, bro. No, I keep hearing a Lawrence, Lawrence it's like, a big... throughout yeah. today, and I'm like, I'm talking about Lawrence. I'm no, I'm actually gonna just like um, you had to like home improvement. Yeah, yeah home yeah. improvement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a, it's a good gig because I mean, with the home improvement industry, bro, it's huge. That a lot of people don't realize that, mm-hmm. and then you're charging. A lot of money for a really short amount of time that you're spending doing the job or yeah. for example like charge 400 bucks for for a house that i'm only spending two hours washing that's literally like 200 bucks an hour no no for sure how do you feel like um because i want, I want to hear your reaction to this when you were talking about like the the wash pressing is that what you washer, uh, pressure washing well, pressure washing shit, yeah. yeah one thing that made me think about it was it like yeah you can go on TikTok and show people how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I noticed so many people don't want to do it themselves. Like Raina, see that in a secret, she started off trying to teach people how to make these products. Yeah. But she realized people, people don't, don't want to do it. People don't want to do it. That's why, you know, like at that point you can like have two audiences. You have one audience that is, oh, like learning how to pressure wash because they want to start their own business. You yeah. know? Then the other audience is you're trying to show homeowners maybe in your local area that this is what I do and this is how I do it and your home is not going to get destroyed through this process then you can hire me yeah, yeah you know so that's why shit do, do you um no, the reason I bring it up too is because like it's so, it's sort of malicious to say sometimes I feel like or exploitative I think to say the fact that um you can make money off the fact that people don't know how to do something. Or they just don't well, know something. 
they don't know something. It is dangerous. They don't have the equipment for it. There's a lot of factors in it. Well, you in the home improvement. I'm talking about like books. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the home improvement, like, that, what, okay, what do you mean by books? The person's gonna write their own book, like Not a lot so, of things. Like, you know, like the, your friend, you, you're, you're like yeah, showing yeah, you how to yeah. make the product. It's sort of that's the point. You don't want to spend like, time doing that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, more or less, I'm already do, I'm doing something for people that they can more or less do for themselves because I did yeah. it by myself, right? And it's low liability. It does not take much risk to 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 figure out how but to start people, a podcast. People sometimes things. like like me, like I'd rather have someone um uh, outsource, you yeah. know, like something where I'm saving that time and putting that time and energy into something else that matters. Maybe that's 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 different though because. You're out. It's the difference between outsourcing and getting played. Like you, okay, but you're the one that's seeing it as getting played, though. But yo, what about I mean? I'm talking because about to me, I see. I, I'm still putting some value. I still spend time, right? I'm looking at the potentiality of getting played because I don't think it happens yeah. every time. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like yo, it's, just, it's the same as like job shipping. Everyone's getting played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why when I, whenever I see a product that someone's selling, I'm like, shit, this is actually cool. This is, yeah. I'm gonna go on Alibaba to find it. I'm yeah. not gonna buy it from the person because yeah. I know they mark up that price. You know, you know they're playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yo, some people don't know the game. It's just marketing. It's many just, people. Do. It's it's con- consumerism. Yeah. It's all of that. You know. I ask because you know, morally speaking, the word exploitation. Is is becoming now strange for me. No, nah, no, nah, let me explain because there's we read it, it if we're talking about game theory, we're talking about games, if I'm playing chess, hell yeah, I'm gonna be exploited. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I think about art, and when I think about art, for example, um trying to get people to do commissions for designing pieces, right? Mm-hmm. At what point is it exploited when you're commissioning art, right? Because, like the Nike logo, imagine they they only paid the man two hundred dollars right then and there, and that's all he got. We would say he got exploited. He didn't get exploited. He did. He actually did. He did get exploited. That was crazy. <laughs> that kind of proves my point a little bit, right? Um, yeah. So it, it's sort of like that. It, it's a it's a when especially when it comes to like art or something. I feel like it, it's a it's a fine line. Like how much should I really pay somebody? You know what I mean? When it comes to something. You know, thing, right? it's kind of yeah. crazy because like the market determines that yeah. and the market operates on like kind of like how how often do people know that they're getting exploited yeah. so like think about the ai art uh, app bro let's say it costs you literally cents to do this like five cents and you're willing to sell it to the next guy for like 10 bucks mm-hmm. dog the guy that's that's paying for it for 10 bucks he thinks that that's the cheapest that it can go. Or like, he thinks that like, oh, like, this is, it, of course it costs money. Like, da, 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 whatever. Everybody else is doing it. Like, everybody else is doing it is crazy. Because yeah. like, oh, the entire world is doing it. Of course, $10 is reasonable. The guy that's making it is laughing to the bank because he's like, bro, this is like a That's 10 times a million. Or 10 times of 30, 330 million. They're like, this is a 20,000 X. Yeah. But like, how many people do you think out of the ones that are agreed to pay 10 bucks that if they were to be given the option of paying the ten bucks and the option of going to find like the stable diffusion source code, yeah. mm-hmm. running it on their computer, and like figuring all that stuff out, 
So yeah. as a normal person, I'd rather go with the ten bucks option. I would. It's easy. I would definitely. And that's well. where the like an, an, like entrepreneurism comes, and because you're trying to get something that is so complex and like, striking it down to something that's simplistic, and you uh, selling it to someone else. You yeah. Know? Because that is the that app you know where you're paying ten bucks to get an AI art like is actually what got me into AI in the first place. Yeah. I was reading it like an an analysis on that. The dude was like making like a million dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, the guy <laughs> that made insane. the app, he was making a million dollars a day. And I was like selling, but that's yeah. the thing. Like you get so much. <laughs> Three hundred sixty-five days in a year. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do you say to yourself like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, these people. But also, mind you, like, I think that exists with like almost everything. Yeah. The reason I I use art is because it's again it's one of those things. It's a little harder to quantify in terms of effort, right? Yeah. You can tell if someone with an hourly wage is being exploited or not. When it's like, bro, you just worked three hours of overtime and you didn't get paid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for that overtime. That that's okay. All right, fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But art, I. You know what I, uh, is exploitative? If you go on freelance and you're like copywriter like people that are still hiring copywriters <laughs> online yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and now just, all these copywriters are just putting the, the whatever into, into Fiverr <laughs> and now you're paying money for something you could probably buy off of chat GPT you know but I don't even think books. that's I don't even think that's exploitative only because I think there's an art in being able to use chat GPT there yeah, is an art so that's people don't so that's realize that people yeah, look at somebody's Google search the Google search history, and you see how good they could be at ChatGPT. Yeah, like the other day, I was in my philosophy class, right? And you know, every class talks about AI, and usually I'm like usually quiet. Philosophy is a good one for AI. Yeah, right. So they were talking about it. Like kid next to me was like, "Yeah, Chat like GPT is trash. I, sh- I don't even think he's used it." He's like, "Yeah, like the answers are stupid. Like it doesn't really like." You know, like actually having a use case. Yeah. I never said anything. So I was actually, I had a lot to do in that class. So I wasn't even paying attention. So I was like, I had like a list of like links. Like it was like a crazy thing that I had ChatGPT do for me. And he was looking up my computer. Like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing this and that. He's like, that's crazy. I never knew you could do that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you never knew how to actually use ChatGPT properly. You know? Yeah, definitely. So it, yeah, it, there was an art about using GPT. Dude, you know, it, it's so funny because like that's, I think that we've, like, humans have done that for so long, too. Yeah. Like, the entire finance industry, the entire medical industry, like, granted, there's a lot of great things happening in a lot of these fields, like, you know, medical or whatever, but alleged, like, from what I've heard, it's shocking how many times people are just getting overcharged, overbilled mm-hmm. yeah. for shit, like, for medicines that they have no idea. Yeah. Like, you have no idea what's going on, so it's like, oh, okay, of course the doctor knows. Like, yeah, sure. And then you get a crazy medical board bill. Yeah. Like, of course, my finance guy knows what's going on in markets. Meanwhile, he has no good position in the market. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So, it's like, I feel like we've we've been doing that for so long. With tech, it's kind of funny, though. Because, like, everybody has the same, for the most part, the same access. Yeah. You know, like, anybody else can hop on. Anybody else can hop on YouTube like I did this last week. Watch yeah. 200 videos as to mm-hmm. figuring out how to, like, Try and code with Python and PineScript and all this other stuff, and come up with an AI to like trade. Or yeah. anybody else can do that with like the e-commerce stuff. But like at the same time, people don't. I don't think they realize that it's like, yo, that is the barrier to entry. It's yeah. like, can you just go through this content? Knowledge is um, 
Knowledge is really fucking power. It's like no knowledge power. is a key. I want to make another point about expectation uh, again because it can also apply to non-digital stuff like mm-hmm. fashion. You know, you have Gucci sweatshops. that's getting like regular cheap, yeah, sweatshops basically, and they're overpricing them. That's you could see them in, as an expectation. It is expectation. That is that, that, and the thing is though, I think that's usually the kind of exploitation we think of um, when we hear the word exploitation. And in a weird way, I actually want to give a more positive light to the word exploitation. In the sense where, like, um, in the gaming sense, mm-hmm. right, where um, if there's an opportunity, if, you, if you're trying to treat people like a game, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. People in their lives, that's not the game. Right, right, right yeah. The game is chess. The game is business. The game is stocks in the market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the game is TikTok and the algorithm, mm-hmm. right? All those things don't have to come at the cost um, of of human degradation. Yeah, yeah, of someone else and human degradation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that, that shit, it's funny though, because like, I couldn't imagine, I was having a conversation with, with somebody about it today. She, uh, you know, worked for the business school or whatever, and she was like, yeah, like, I'm trying to get out of here, but she's a GA, so she's like, I'm trying to get out of here, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, I can't, <clears throat> she was like, I can't, I don't want to take anything under, like, 50K. I just got my, she's like, I just got my MBA, I don't want to take anything under, yeah, other, okay. She's like, I don't want to take anything under 50K, I just got my MBA, and I just feel like it's exploitative for me to have not only gotten my MBA, and now going to work for 45k? A like, little. How is she gonna work? <laughs> a little. That's the thing about college. A little. A no, little. I'm, I'm just confused how you have your MBA and you're working for less than 50k. You know? Bro, I don't mind you because she's a GA and she's looking for work and she's like, yo, it's just a hard job market. Like, That's what crazy. I'm trying to do is just hard. I can't find a job. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so what do you, da da da? And we started talking about it. And she was like, oh, you know, I have this position that's offered to me. Yeah, sure, for 43. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, 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 bro. Wow. I was like, with an MBA, 43 is kind I'm of disrespectful. Not, I'm definitely not was, doing that. I was like, that is kind I'm, of disrespectful. I have a BA. I did the math on my fellowship, like what I'm getting in salary. And if I multiplied it by three, she got caught. <laughs> she would be sad. Damn, that is expectation right there. Expectation. I'm working for a that's nonprofit, by the way. And the crazy <laughs> shit is like, she might be doing more work then someone else that's getting paid one fifty. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, it's what, insane. What cracks me, man, is that like I just and and granted, it's one thing if like you're not contributing much, you're not working much, but it's another if like, you know, let's say you have a hypothetical company that offers you a consultant job, and they're billing you at forty hours a week. All right, hundred k forty hours a week, right? I'm assuming that on average I'm gonna be working like sixty, sixty five, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, you end up doing like an hourly rate calc, like proportionally. And let's say like for something like investment banking, sure the bonuses are crazy, but like even still, you're working a hundred hour week job. Bro, hourly you end up getting like in the twenty dollars. Exactly. You get less than thirty dollars a fucking hour. The thing is that you're working so long that it just accumulates. That it's just like, oh, and plus like the bonuses, you know you're gonna get it no matter what. It's just how hard you have to work to get it. Cause like they're gonna bill you either way, like forty hours. Some literally disrespectful. When they bill me yeah. for forty, I'm like, oh, that's literally disrespectful. That that I know damn well. I know damn well. I did not go to sleep last night. Did it out for whatever. Like even as an interest, that man. feels exploitative. 
So, because yeah. it, 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 it has such a cost to your health. Like, you know what I mean? If you're not sleeping, bro, you're not eating properly. Like, but, but a, lot of people, a lot of people don't, don't see that when they, because for themselves, they put the bonus into account. And when we add bonus to the hourly rate, then it's a little then bit it, higher. Then it's, yeah, but sometimes the bonus is not even as much that where it's like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm being exploited. Some people need to do the math in like a stretch in terms of like, when you add it all up and you break it down to the hours, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How much money are you really making? Yeah. yeah. You know and, I mean? and also as a side note, like, and something that I want to clarify in saying that, like, I'm not, I don't think that many firms necessarily like force you to do that. So like in my experience, I haven't been, nobody's telling me, Nick, you have to go past five, but I'm saying to myself, yo, if I do those extra two hours, I'm going to be in a better position next year yeah. than I am today. So like, all right, my rate of, my rate of change is going to grow. Like I'm going to be on a better growth trajectory if I continue working like that for free. Mm-hmm. That's how I had to see it. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm working for free. Sure. The trade-off is that like, for example, like, all right, last summer I'm working for free, but Next summer, if I were to get the position that I want, the added salary bump that I'm going to get is going to be like 2x what I would have made working for free now. Yeah. So at least while I'm working for free, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm going to get comped for this just in the future. Somehow, some way it's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, again, short-term short term loss for long-term gain sort of deal. At some point, it'll... Taking the L then to get the W. Later. Like, yeah. at some point, that boomerangs. Like, it yeah. literally comes back to you. And it's like, all the work that you have done, at some point, starts to come back. Okay. It's just like how long is that boomerang? Sometimes I, it's really long. I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, like when you spend hours on YouTube, hundreds of hours, even sometimes like trying to understand a concept, it does that is a boomerang. It comes back because you're using all that knowledge, and then even if it doesn't stick in the moment, yeah, you recall yeah. it later. Exactly. You realize you learned it, you processed it eventually. Yeah, and like from what I've experienced, like whatever like you end up learning, you will. St- use it at some point yeah in the, in your life right like or whatever project you're working on now you can combine all of these things that you wouldn't have been, a, been able to combine if you didn't spend that time for sure learning about it no. so i i never see anything that i'm learning as oh it's just like pointless information no no sure. that's that's a problem that i have with people how they view college when there's no like, useless knowledge when people are like oh like yeah going to this class is wasting my time Ta-da. don't get me wrong i'm a culprit of saying that but that's also me understanding, like, that's just me being a bitch or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes though, I feel like you are justified in saying it. Because I like, I don't know personally you have outside shit going on. It's because of opportunity. Cost. That is very high opportunity. Yeah, Whereas, exactly. like, I'm like, brother, so it'll be one of our classmates. Brother, you just want to go get drunk right now. That's it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Bro, people yeah. Be, that's... Bro, the amount of people that I'm like, I don't think you understand how great of an opportunity even if you're just learning some random, like, hop in some random class, bro. What is some random lecture? Like, I've, you know, talked to some random people that you wouldn't have. Sometimes I'm in the science yeah. complex nowadays with astronomy, and I'll just stop and talk to a biohead just for fun. Just because I'm like, I haven't seen you guys in three years, but like, yeah, like, yeah. how's the... On, on the thing, too, it's sort of like, you don't even, it may not even be the content you learn something from, but it may be the people in the classroom in terms of like... Yeah. That's how I met Frank. I literally yeah. showed up to a random class like of his in in Guzman, and then the lecture. Yo, by the way, Guz is gonna be co-ed now. It is. Ain't that crazy? Dude, and wow. Joe's, bro. Everything is in co-ed. <laughs> no, not AQ. Oh, Mar Hall. <laughs> bro, we were the last people to see that shit. It's gonna be a fuck fest. 
Dude, it's gonna be nasty. Man. STD Ghost, rates are going up on campus. Bro, they need that's to give condoms out on this campus. They gonna they need won't. to start. They won't though. That's that's something that I actually would love to bring up to if like you, people that are in power. Why do we not have condoms on this campus? That is insane. they argued about. There's, that. there's the abortion talk tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. They have an abortion talk tomorrow. Not everybody. <laughs> no, but I I remember like reason why they said they don't have condoms is because of them being. Happy. And yeah, literally that's the only reason. It. Contraception is a no-no. It's because they that yeah. I, their argument is that they shouldn't be doing it. So let's not give it to them. I'm like, you guys are <laughs> stupid. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy next year. Bro, in Guz, especially because like Guz is already like I did dirty shit in that. It's kind of some dirty, yeah. You are they better renovate shit. that. You're in a compound, bro. You're in a compound. I can't I just cannot see the dynamic. Of a regular traditional dorm being co-ed. Because, like, when you think of Mall Brown, yeah, that's fine. You're, like, sweet. Because like, it's apartments. And, like, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. people live in their little They have their own space. And, shit. and then in the apartment, the same sex. I never saw a PC doing that. When Dean's here told me that, I, was, I, Bro, I thought he was j- joking. It's, like, even the bathrooms, though. The girls, like, girls' bathrooms should not be able to handle men and women, to be honest. Well, it's going to be separated by floors, though. That's, I feel like that, that's a difference. Still going to be a fuck. It is, oh, absolutely. But I don't know, man, because you think about Fennel, and like... That was a fuck fest. Yeah, but Fennel, but the thing is that... College was a fuck fest. <laughs> Fennel was just a bunch of like... But at least then, you don't have like mob mentality. Yeah, what do you mean? Because you go home to a single room. When you oh, go, yeah, no, when you go sure. home to Guz, it's you and two other boys, two other girls, that's it. And it's like, a lot of shit can transpire in the overnight of like having three people in a room... Yeah. That have been fucking around all, you know, however long. They so, come back to the room and it's like, ah. Oh. We're talking about that. My friend abroad, um, so she went to a hostel. And she decided to, like, do the, the co-ed Is option. Is it the girl at LSC? Adeles- nah, nah. Uh, her name's Taylor. But she ended up going to a hostel. Rogers? No. Oh. Yeah, well, let's just put the full government on there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> I got a block. <laughs> I got a block. I know he's talking about this. You're <laughs> sick. <laughs> We're going to bleep out all the names. We're going to bleep out mad fucking names. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, this person whose name we bleeped out. Yeah. Uh, she ended up going to a hostel. And then, like, the guy there, yeah. like, the, the, her roommate was an old dude. Like, how does that even work? I don't I, know. You know, I don't like seeing old sausage when I go to the locker room at the fucking... <laughs> at the, at the, as compared to at, what, my boy? <laughs> I don't like seeing... As active, compared bro. to what? <laughs> bro, have you seen, like, when you go to the, like, the, don't to the turn gym? Around. And then, like... Just, just eyes forward. Like, you look on the bench, right? And there's, like, a whole outline of the person's ass that was sitting by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it was, it's the most you ever seen a ball print? <laughs> I never seen a ball print, but, you know... You seen a ball print? Yeah. Nuts. Bro, mind you, in the gym, in the gym, like, bro, people, that's some, that's something that I don't like about the gym. Like, wipe down your shit, bro. Even if it's just yeah. my back on the bench. Like, wipe that shit down, bro, for the one time and walk away, man. You're annoying. You're disgusting. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, for sure. Germ, yeah, while yeah. you're doing that. Yo, I'll be real, guys. We run, we're running well past fucking time. All right. Yeah, this cost me about, like, $30 an hour to edit. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where we're at, we're at an hour and a half. Um, got you. I bet. I got my girl coming through anyway. You need a? Do you need anybody need to ride? Do you, you guys need to be picked up? Nah, cause you good. Alright, bro, 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 bro. Yeah, thank you. Nah, yo, but nah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking us off just too soon, yo. But any, any final 
Any finals, man? Finals, I'll have AI take a pee. <laughs> okay, nah, I didn't mean, you know. <laughs> I, know, fi- I, know, I, know <laughs> I know. Final remark. I know. That was my final remark, yeah, though. Nah, nah. I just am em- em- uh, emphasizing how crazy AI is. You know, bro, final remarks, dog. Today, I went to I went to Lasil Bakery. Shout out Lasil. And the guy at the checkout was talking to somebody else. Whatever, man. LaSalle, whatever. No, yeah, you should. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I would, I would. But I was waiting to get checked out, and this, the cashier was talking to another guy about military use of AI. This guy walks out. Mind you, this guy looked like he was like on some other shit. Because this motherfucker had a fucking hole in his jacket. Oh, no, 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 he had a hole in his jacket. He had super long hair. He he looked like what I would look like if I didn't touch grass. He had, he had a tinfoil hat on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of those. He was one of those. And so this guy gets out of here. And I, the cashier asked me, like, yo, do you know anything about AI? And I was like, yeah, I mean. You I, asked the wrong person. I'm like, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in this space. And. We had a conversation about it. Dog, he hasn't done anything in it, but he knows so much about it. That guy? Yeah, that guy. That guy knew so much about it. And I was like, this is really crazy. Yeah. Because though you're not using it, you are very in tune with what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's it, it was a moment that I felt like once the shoe shiner starts talking about a stock, that's when it's a sub type deal where mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, like this guy has no business doing that. And he just told me that. But he just proceeded to tell me everything about language models. Here's 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 the fuck. I guess. Go ahead. I was say like some people like they honestly they just do their own research. Yeah, bro. Like even where at the at the point where I didn't know how blockchain works properly, I knew like well I like I didn't like I wasn't like developing anything in the blockchain or like creating my own like you know uh, DAOs like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still knew how it worked. I still had an idea how of like how to create something with it. I just never acted on it. Yeah. Maybe that's which same I was like, no. I think the the most powerful innovation given to us by the internet is access to information. Yeah. Because yeah, now crazy. the motherfucker at the bakery can compete with you. It's so crazy. But I was I was like truly shocked, man, when I left. I was like, dude, like keep it up. I was like, you, you know, you're gonna give a lot of people run for their money. And also his mindset too. Because he was like, I was like, so what What kind of like draws you into it? Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, honestly, bro, like I just realized after Bitcoin, he was like, I just realized like something else could happen. Yeah. And that could really take me out of a certain type of situation. He was, like, on the ground floor he was like, I know a lot of friends that they were programmers when we were in high school in robotics and shit. They threw some money into Bitcoin and they made, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And I was like, Bro, <laughs> like that's what for him. He, he was speaking about it like it's life changing, and for him, it likely was. And I was like, bro, like for a lot of people, tens of thousands of dollars. Definitely, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, bro, I just didn't want to assume, but I was like, bro, like, yeah, man, get after it, dog, because like you're doing the right shit. Mm-hmm. Even just talking to random people in your fucking job, you're doing the right shit. Bro, <laughs> he literally asked the right person. And I was like, right bro, like I, exactly. I was like, next time I come through, like I hope I see you again, man. Let's chat. Like, come through with your business card, bro. Yeah, I was like, bro, like I want to sit down and have coffee with you, really. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 
maybe I should I should give people more of my opinions because like whenever I hear people talk about AI, I usually don't try to say anything. Same. It wasn't until he asked. He asked yeah. me, and I was like, oh, okay, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like now, like so many people are just like not stubborn, but they they don't want to hear about it or they yeah. just they already got their own opinions. Spill bullshit that at this point it doesn't even bother me. You can just say whatever you want. Is it? Bitcoin got no intrinsic, bro. Bitcoin <laughs> has no intrinsic value. Bro, there's no use case, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. I had a whole argument with like, my, one of my finance professors on like the whole use case and Bitcoin and shit. But I try not to do that as much anymore. It's yeah. a waste of energy. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah, exactly. Somebody won't even want to know. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll see, you know, what it comes to a few years later. Yeah, I was going to say, they'll learn when they learn. Exactly. They should learn. The burden of poop. Like, even though, like, oh my god, I saw this graphic, um, but it was, like, showing, like, a huge dot, like, on, like, the screen, and it was, like, that's the amount of people that knows about AI, because it is main, main, mainstream now, and, like, smaller that dot is, like, that's how many people know how it works, like, another smaller dot is, like, oh, that's how many people that are interrogating, like, uh, implementing it on, like, other businesses and shit like that. And then there's like a smaller, like small, small dot is like actual people that are developing AIs, like open AI and these other companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, of course, there is a huge, um, what do you call it? What's that word? Uh, like, tra- like traction for it. Like people know about it, but like it, the amount of people that actually implement it gets smaller. And if you're part of that small circle, you have a higher, a better advantage uh, than someone, you know, that's... That, that just knows about it. And then, like, it also comes to the point where, like, people are saying, oh, you're going to lose your job, lose your job. But if, like, now I'm, like, I've been saying, oh, I actually want to, like, get a job, like, do something with AI in the future, that puts me in the top, like, people that are researching AI, people that are, like, you know, um, Definitely. fucking creating their own AI. And then at that point, you have a job because you're the ones that are, I guess, at that point, you're taking jobs away from people. Shush. This, this feels like 1980s. Um, even though I wasn't there, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna end it on this note because we're, yeah. we're about to. One thing to maybe mention to, to anybody that's uh, trying to get involved, where would we look to start? Honestly, prompt engineering. Yeah. Step that's, number one. That's where I started. Too. Understanding the power of that. And yeah, yeah, man. Thank you guys for watching. Oh, we're not done yet, bro. I got I got You got to flex. So you yeah, actually yeah. got to flex. So, but right, I might. I do want to wrap up the show with with this statement. My, I've I've quoted Pete Peterson. Just go, bro. Just go. <laughs> uh, his girl is called. Yeah, my social families. Don't let me back in the same place. You know what I'm saying? Um, my man, my business mentor. I've quoted his man multiple times on the podcast now. At this point, but you know when he for he he graduated from PC in 1986. Um, when there was no outsourcing computer guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That the end of the computer industry, the it wasn't it wasn't what it was today. But, you know, what he told me was is that, like, when he, especially when he went to college, there was no computer science major. Yeah. There was nothing like that, right? So it's the idea that um, most motherfuckers, the, some people's jobs haven't even been invented yet. I, I know. That's, like, something, and that's another, another argument that I bring up when people say that all jobs are going to be taken away. Because I'm like, okay, no, now new jobs are going to be created. Yeah, yeah. Know? We're gonna see a lot, a lot of, a lot. This is one thing I was talking about with Nick, right? It's sort of like, yo, an AI can really take away, will really change a lawyer's job, for example. 
Because now uh, the AI can honestly make some really, really great arguments. Yeah, yeah exactly. But if you went through a divorce, the AI ain't gonna fucking counsel you like emotionally. Like you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, yeah, no. When we're when we're fighting for like public policy issues and like social things like that, yeah, AI will be a necessary tool, but you will still need people like the prompt engineer, sort of in a way. You know, but I'm gonna go ahead tell you a bit about this. Please, uh, please. This I know very little. No, no. So there is something called Auto GPT. Yeah, yeah. It's a, an autonomous agent. Yeah. That you can deploy and. I need an agent. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So basically, now instead of like. Asking GPT questions, it's like now it's this new thing where you can give it a task and it would figure out how to like successfully uh, do it in like uh, a bunch of tries. So you're gonna be like, uh, and world anger, um, hunger. <laughs> and it would actually like give you like, like it would walk you like through each step that it's gonna do. Like the other day, like I wanted to see how it would work if I tell it, hey, I'm doing a fundraising event. Uh, for my class project, and I want to raise ten over ten k for that. Like, how do I do that successfully? And it literally, like, it I has it has access access to the internet. I'm going to we're gonna end here. Okay? Yeah, no, definitely. I'm going to use this. I need this. I actually need this this software. How much is it? It's free. 